welcome to the Mom Life Weight Loss Podcast. This podcast is all about helping you to end the overwhelm of the weight loss industry. I'm Laura, a registered dietitian and mom. I'm super passionate about coaching moms to successfully lose weight. I'll be your coach, helping you to keep it simple and stay motivated so you can lose weight, keep it off, and be your best you. Hi, welcome to today's episode of Mom Life Weight Loss. One of the most common questions I get asked as a dietitian by clients, people at parties, and well, sometimes even random strangers is what's the best diet to follow? I'll be totally upfront. There's seriously no one best diet because of course everyone is different. But for the purposes of today's episode, I'm going to go over why there's no one best diet, what the best diets of 2022 are, what are the worst diets of 2022, some questions that you need to ask yourself, and of course, my tip of the episode, picking your diet. All right, let's get started. There is obviously no one best diet that everybody should follow. That would be crazy if it were to be true. There's so many different factors that go into what makes a good diet for somebody, not only just like their individuality, but lots of other things that affect your environment, your income, your access to food. So let's consider two main things when we are talking about diets. And what I mean by diets is really like a dietary pattern of eating, but we're going to refer to it as diet for the simplicity of the discussion. So the two main things that you need to consider are an evidence-based approach is important. We don't want to eat a certain way because a group of people just think that it's great. You do want some concrete evidence to support the foundation of a dietary pattern. The next thing to consider is you are, of course, an individual. You have unique genetics, a microbiome, your cultural background, your food preferences, a medical history, and more that all can determine what you need and want to feel your best. I'm sure that you've probably at some point gone down a rabbit hole of the internet to try to search what is the best diet. And of course, on the internet, there's no shortage of expert opinions on why diet X is amazing, why you should eliminate food group Y, why never to eat food Z because it's toxic. I could go on. It's seriously information overload on the internet these days. And a lot of it is BS. Add in having kids, a job, feeling pressure to make family meals, eat foods from scratch, save time, save money, on and on and on. It's a lot. So let's take a collective deep breath together. I feel better. It's just food. You are going to figure out what is best for you. Plus, you don't have to go it alone. You've got me to help you out. Okay, let's move into what are the best, air quote, diets of 2022. 
I feel like I need to add a little disclaimer to this discussion that, of course, what I'm going to talk about with you right now is just information that I am providing to you to help you make the best decision for yourself. It's not medical advice or even official nutrition recommendations. Uh, For that, you've got to meet with me for a one-on-one assessment, okay? The U.S. News and World Report for 12 years has ranked 40 diets to help people make informed choices. It's basically a panel of about 27 experts in different areas like diet, nutrition, psychology, diabetes, cardiovascular health, etc. And these people review all of the diets and then they put them into seven different categories, which are how easy is the diet to follow, the diet's ability to produce short-term weight loss, the diet's ability to produce long-term weight loss, its nutritional completeness, its safety, and its ability and potential for preventing and managing both diabetes and heart disease. Then they take all of these rankings, they convert them into scores, and then they rank them in order from best to worst. Which cuisine reigns supreme? Da-da-da-da! The best diet overall goes to the Mediterranean diet, and this actually has won for the last five years in a row, so it's pretty good at being the number one best diet. If you haven't already heard of the Mediterranean diet, it's basically a style of eating that is based around fruits, vegetables, whole grains, seafood, lean proteins, healthy fats, and some wine if you want it. Plus, it limits processed foods and sugars, and it makes sure to add in some daily movement and social activity. In a tie for second are the DASH diet and the flexitarian diet. And fourth is the MIND diet. And another tie for fifth is what is called the therapeutic lifestyle changes diet and a new diet that has been created by the Mayo Clinic and, of course, Weight Watchers. Honestly, All of these diets that I just mentioned are so, so similar. They all focus on what I just talked about above. Lots of fruits and vegetables, whole grains, lean proteins, healthy fasts, reducing processed foods. There's basically only minor differences in terms of some of the recommendations between each diet in regards to things like alcohol or dairy certain fruits like so for example on the mind diet they talk about eating certain fruits because it's good for your brain basically the foundation of all of those top best diets it's the same do you see a pattern there well there's loads and loads of diets out there most of them are basically only slight variations of each other let's move on to what are the worst diets of 2022 Remember when Kate Middleton dropped all that weight before marrying Prince William? I mean, I legit woke up at 4 a.m. to watch their wedding when they got married. So there's that. At the time, she made the Ducan diet super, super popular. And this year, it's landed in the winning spot of last place or the number one spot for worst diet in 2022 along with the GAPS diet, which is a gut health-focused elimination-style diet. Next up is the keto diet, and I really hope this is a diet trend that is going to kick the bucket this year. Following the keto diet are Whole30 and the autoimmune protocol. What do all of these losers have in common? 
rules and restrictions. They are way too hard to follow in the long term. And they don't meet some of those categories that I mentioned above in terms of being safe and preventing diabetes and heart disease and those types of things as well. So that's why they are at the bottom of the barrel. You might now be thinking, what should I follow? As a reminder, all of the top diets for this year had a few things in common. They're flexible, meaning there's not a massive list of foods that are off limits. They all focus on whole foods, including fruits and vegetables. And they all suggest reducing consumption of processed foods and added sugars. This isn't to say that you need to go back and listen to what the top five best diets were for 2022 and pick exactly one of these diets and then follow it to a T. Definitely, definitely not. You can pick and choose aspects that work for you. There's no need to be perfect. And instead of thinking of how you eat as a diet, like I mentioned before, I want you to really think of it as your overall dietary pattern. Now I'm going to take you through five things that I want you to consider so that you can make the best decision for you about what is the best way that you are going to eat over this next year. Number one, do you like to cook? And how much time do you have to cook or prepare food? So for example, being a vegan is a lot of work and preparation. And so if you don't love to cook and you don't have lots of time, then this might not be a dietary pattern that you should go for. It makes eating out harder. It makes social eating harder. And it generally makes, you know, making grocery lists and all of those things, food prep, all of that, it's a little bit more complicated. So if that's not something that appeals to you, then you're not going to pick something like a vegan style pattern of eating. If you love food and cooking, it's probably better that you choose a dietary pattern that's not going to be having you ditching food groups that you're going to be frustrated that you don't get to cook. Next, number two, what is your food budget? Any diet that has you buying fancy supplements, protein powders, or expensive oils can really start to add up quickly. So that might be something that you want to be considering when you're looking at a diet. How much are you going to want to be spending each week or month on food? Plus, things like meat can be really expensive. So if you're needing to eat a lot of meat for whatever dietary pattern you're following, you probably need to think about the cost of that and whether you can make it work or not. Number three, What types of foods do you like and dislike? If you can't imagine a life without bread, then you're probably not going to want to eat a keto diet. If you are someone who is concerned about the environmental impact of eating beef and meat, then you probably don't want to eat a paleo diet that has a huge focus on that. And if you hate something like legumes, then I probably wouldn't suggest that you become a vegan because that's going to make it really hard if you're going to eliminate that whole protein source as a vegan. Number four, do you have a health condition that can be supported by nutrition? It is important to note that food is powerful medicine. So something as an example here would be like if you have IBS and there's certain foods that, you know, make you gassy and bloated, then it's something to consider about, you know, avoiding those foods as often as possible, reducing your consumption of them. And that's something to consider when you're looking at overall dietary diets and dietary patterns that you want to be choosing from. Number five, lastly, which foods make you feel really good in your body? Which foods don't make you feel good? 
A lot of us are really disconnected from our bodies, and it can be hard to answer this question. It takes a lot of becoming more mindful and intuitive about your eating, truly sitting down, eating your food, and thinking about what do you enjoy eating? What do you enjoy the taste of, the texture of? What makes you feel good and energized and happy? And vice versa, like what makes you feel bloated and sluggish? And, you know, maybe not feeling like that was a great choice after you've eaten it. It can be a little bit complicated to, you know, tear down our complicated relationship with diet culture and what it's taught us to believe around our food choices. It is something to consider when you're thinking about, you know, what foods do you really love eating and what ones are you kind of like, ah, you know, I don't really feel great when I eat that. So you know what? I actually don't feel the need to eat it anymore. So that's something to consider as well. This now brings me into today's actionable tip of the episode. Taking into account the questions that I just listed above, so let me go through them quickly again for you right now. One, do you like to cook and how much time do you have to cook and prep food? Two, what is your food budget? Three, what types of foods do you like or dislike? Four, do you have a health condition that can be supported by a a certain pattern of eating? And five, what foods make you feel really good and what foods don't make you feel good? Keeping these foods, these questions, I mean, in mind, I'm now going to suggest that you keep a food journal. You can do this anywhere from, you know, a basic three days to a whole two weeks. It doesn't need to be fancy. It doesn't need to be specific. I would suggest that you write down just in general what you are eating. Um, It doesn't need to like include portions or times or anything like that. Just like basic, basic, basic. And write down what you're eating and how you feel after you have eaten it. And what I would also suggest that you rank your stress level on a scale from 1 to 10 each day and make note of that as well. So this is going to look like, you know, you sit down at breakfast, you had a smoothie with like yogurt and fruit and milk in it, and a slice of whole grain toast with peanut butter and a little bit of honey. For lunch, you eat a salad with chicken. And it's just important to do things like, how did you feel after the salad with chicken? Did you feel bloated? Do you feel energized after you eat that really delicious vegetable loaded stir fry that you made for dinner. So thinking back, just a little bit of reflection, you know, how do you feel after you've eaten? What's your stress level? And track it for a couple of days and then look back on it and see if you see any patterns, any foods that stick out. And this might be a good starting point plus those five questions that I mentioned in helping you sort of nail down what is the best way for you to eat. Take a look back through it and then you can start building your best diet for 2022. I hope this walkthrough of the best and worst diets of 2022, some questions that you need to ask yourself And a reminder that you, of course, are a unique individual, has been helpful in helping you navigate yourself towards what the best diet for you in 2022 will be. If you do decide to do my tip of the episode and keep a food journal and you want some feedback on what you write down, please, of course, feel free to message me on Instagram or Facebook. I'd be happy to go over some ideas with you. You can find me on Instagram at lauraveat.weightlosscoach or you can find me on Facebook, Laura Vermander. Just give me a quick search. I'm the only one. If you want some community and support when you're making these decisions and moving forward through the next year from some moms just like you, then please join my free Facebook group, Mom Supporting Moms with Weight Loss. You can find the link in the show notes. Of course, the show notes are at lauravermander.com slash podcast. 
If you love this episode, please feel free to leave me a review. Give me some feedback. I love ideas. And share with a fellow mom who also might love the podcast as well. Maybe the two of you can swap journals and chat out together what the best diet for each of you is going to be over the next year, and then you can support each other that way. That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I'll talk again with you next week. Bye for now. 